and why, in my opinion, why I opened up and why I committed is because I felt respected in my sex. I felt that with you, I could be a man. Hi, my name is Dika, and you are listening to the Feminine Way podcast, where I share on sex, love, and relationships, and basically all other things feminine, from periods to emotions to tantra, all mixed with a lot of personal stories of my own life, which once was unorgasmic, numb, and mainly based on a lot of expectations of others, to ditching my imagined corporate career, moving my ass to Bali, finding my soulmate, and becoming a tantra teacher and speaker. I'm now on a mission to make all of this feminine and tantric wisdom that I gathered over the past years modern, down-to-earth, and easily applicable, and support feminine leaders to use this ancient wisdom in their daily life, relationship, and business to activate more love, intimacy, and pleasure. In this episode, I share about a struggle I was facing before meeting Modestus, my soulmate, which was men often being attracted to me and wanting sex, yet none of these men wanted to actually commit to anything more. I behaved like I was all okay with it, but deep down, I was longing to be chosen. So what changed? Me and my partner are having a conversation about how we got together and how we decided to fully choose each other. Besides that, we talk about casual sex versus sex as sacred, how to make a man feel respected and the psychological differences between men and women, and how this affects the way we relate and the way we approach commitment. I would say grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. And we're on! Yay! All right. So uh, I believe today you wanted to discuss about something in particular. So I would like to hear the question first. Yes. So the subject we're going to be diving into, and I would love to have a conversation with you on, is a struggle women often have. And I also definitely have before I met you. And even when we first met and kind of interacted, I also still got really frustrated about this because I thought you were not being able to meet my desire to be fully met, fully seen, and most of all, fully chosen. And um, a lot of women have this deep craving to just meet that one person, to, to just be fully fulfilled, fully safe, fully chosen, like have that sacred union feeling and aspect in their life. Um, and if I look at my own story, when it comes to this, there was a, a phase where I was really not getting why men would be really attracted to me and mm -hmm. wanting to have sex with me. But then when it came to maybe committing a little bit more or being in a relationship or um, just considering taking some extra steps or staying in this connection a little bit longer, that wouldn't never really been like an option or it didn't seem like an opening. And so it would really confuse me because here I had all these amazing men, which I had a really great connection with, um, where I wasn't excluding, they would never be able to be my partner. Um, like I was, I don't know, I didn't know them so well yet, although I did have sex with them. Mm -hmm. um, but I was open to exploring, like I would be curious, but then that wasn't really in the cards for them in the sense that they weren't really open to um, exploring, potentially dating or relating or having some more of a commitment. And so there was this really big question mark of, okay, how, how the fuck, like, 
like I felt like I was just not good enough. Like what's wrong with me? Why mm -hmm. do men in general not wanting to be in a relationship with me? Or is it like when there were maybe men a little bit more interested, it's not really the men that I am calling in or looking for to be or to have as my partner. Um, Interesting. So what I hear you say is that you are interested in how to navigate this space of um, being chosen and you would love you would have loved back in the day to feel more that that was uh, it was you bit that you you are being chosen and instead uh, it was seemingly that, that men were running from commitment yeah and it actually links back to my very first sexual partner so the story for me mm -hmm. in my own personal story and that's why i always knew there's something here for me to figure out like internally because we we tend to have an external example or reality that reflects something inside, even though I didn't get that concept uh, before before then. But when I was a teen teenager and I uh, had sex with the, the first man I had sex with, with him, basically, mm -hmm. um, initially it felt like he was very wanting to date me and being very Prince Charming and um, showing up and like making doing putting so much effort in where I wasn't even kind of like baffled like I never actually saw him as a potential uh, because we kissed on like a, a festival or something you know so I never thought that would go anywhere but he was really insisting and taking me on dates and calling me and and like it was so confusing but so beautiful I felt so like wow okay he's really interested he really likes me mm -hmm. and then eventually we ended up having sex and I feel I'm not sure if it's even like directly after that but I feel mm -hmm. after that I was really longing um, for a certain kind of commitment or I would I was loving or wanting him to be my boyfriend, but it never came to that. So this whole game started being played out where I would lean in and um, want want to be close or um, I can't even fully put it into words and he would kind of like run away. And then at some point he would just suddenly show up again and be all amazing and loving. And then we would make love again and then he kind of would just like, head for the hills and so it was this constant like dynamic of push and pull and it, I when I was 17 at the time it was so confusing it was like a massive emotional roller coaster in it and it really I I don't know I was completely lost I completely lost and after that connection like I felt like I just lost myself in it all and I, I couldn't find a balance I just couldn't understand what was happening for me mm -hmm. and so um, I believe this is a common scenario that plays out between men and women, this this kind of push and pull game when it comes to relating, when it comes to love versus sex. and um, But at the same time, still women that are in a relationship, because I had here women the whole long, the whole month in a retreat that would have a husband, have a partner, and they would still have the same longing or still have the same desire. And they feel like they're not being fully met by their partner. And they literally say these words to me. It's like, I just want to be met. I, I feel like he's not seeing me. Um, I feel like he's not like showing up for me. I feel like he's not really choosing me or the relationship. Um, what, how can I make that? change how can i make that difference so yeah <laughs> yeah so it is a very interesting question of course and uh, so when we're talking about this um being chosen um that is a consequence of a simple act which is commitment mm. simple act of commitment and uh, these days um i believe commitment it becomes more and more um 
unseen in the in this world even when we work with couples i i've seen so many couples who are doubting their own relationship whilst being in the relationship and i don't know if anyone in the right mind can tell me how does that make sense mm. like how in which perspective in which world does that does that would make sense mm. if you're doubting what you already sitting on it's like sarita was saying to to us before and we had this allegory ourselves to to sit on a tree branch and then cut that same tree branch you know closer to the tree um and and expect expect uh, that you know something is going to be better but you are actually cutting the branch that you're sitting on and yeah. you're definitely going to fall so it it is eating the relationship so so i perceive that this question is actually a much wider question which is about commitment and the commitment in general for men um it's a rite of passage to commit mm-hmm. i would say in general because um if when we commit when we have responsibility as a man or as a woman as a human being you have meaning of life but then also you have limited your options or limited your freedoms because when you have a commitment for example i know you have a kids you know you decide to have kids and then you have kids and that is commitment that is that is a responsibility with that responsibility you will actually feel more meaning in life and you'll feel better and and much many things in your life is is, is going to be much better but at the same time it will limit your possibility maybe to fuck around or walk in in you know for months in in spain on santiago de compostela or i don't know hop on a motorcycle and drive off whatever you want or you know go to to buy cigarettes and never come back it's like it's a it gives it gives a limitation on your free, freedom and these days people are so stuck on freedom uh, being higher value and when i say freedom is not necessarily the freedom that we um say that in general is good uh, because there's freedom that is more egoic and there's freedom which is uh, just coming from an inner soul calling yeah so i see many people wanting to have freedom that is of an egoic origin so then it means that i want to have my own you know a thing that i want to do or let's say that is uh, smoking weed and huge watching youtube videos and uh, i don't know jerking off and and then watching porn and i don't know eating pizza you know like that it, it i want to do that is that good for society no but i don't care i want to do that so that's a freedom for my ego self mm. what is happening i'm not engaging in this society i'm not engaging in socializing socializing obviously my you know serotonin and dopamine and everything else just drops down and i'm not feeling that well so i'm using substitutes which would be youtube and porn and 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 weed and you know whatever else i do maybe video games to just figure out how to fix that outside instead of fixing myself so i would if how i would fix myself i would realize okay weed might make me antisocial if i watch porn i might not be able to engage with women as as uh, intimately as i would have liked to uh, you know if i if i 
not engaged with human beings, then I might not know how to do that later on. So, well, I need to face the dragon and see them in the eyes, and then I need to go out and, and explore the world and, and, hey, fail, you know, I need to fail. And I need to be okay with failure. And I need to be okay with failure whilst I'm choosing something. Because when I'm choosing something, I'm also not choosing something else. So when I, if I would choose a woman, that also means that I don't choose all the other women in the world. And that may be hard, just like frustratingly hard for many men mm. to be choosing one but not choosing others. And of course, it's partly because we as men would like to uh, just it's by nature, by design, we would like to spread our seed and be as you know, uh, success, successful in our offspring as possible. And best way to do so is to spread the seed with multiple uh, partners. So that's one. So that would be searching for opportunistic sex. But then two, it's also, it's also searching for newness, you know, being bored, being like, ah, oh, but what if I get bored with this person? What, what if I, um, what if I don't like them as much eventually? So then what do I do? And then, and then that it, that becomes just such a hindrance and an inability to to decide because I am I'm I'm not sure how would I deal with being bored, and well the answer to that actually is that if you get bored you're bored with yourself because you know no interesting person gets bored because they are interesting yeah. they're interesting for themselves mm -hmm. if you are interested you will become um, interesting. Uh, and eventually life becomes very you know beautiful but if you are already bored with yourself if you're like oh, i don't really know what to do then life is boring you want newness this one woman might not fit you know and and then i might not want to settle because there might be many different flower different flowers that i want to fly through and then explore and whatnot so what what i come to is is the commitment in this day and age has been diluted so deeply especially nowadays because of the minimal investment necessary for your stimulation which means just press a button on an app you don't even need to press more buttons just scroll <laughs> and then you have all the stimulation that you need it's whether it's you know um videos of, of erotic images or whether it's instagram or or whatever you want so so that's very limit, very li limited kind of a investment that you need to put in. Yeah, an attention span. And then you you don't really see that that's worth it, because uh, we don't look in the long term typically. So that is what commitment is. If you commit, you look into something long term. You start seeing, ah, you know what? Now I'm great. Now I'm twenty. But later I'll be 60 or 80. It's much nicer to have people around you when you're 60 or 80 because nobody else is around you and all your friends might be dead uh, or, you know, having their own partners. So what do you do? Well, you actually find a partner. You actually create a relationship that's fulfilling and you, you maybe even have kids and then that creates a huge uh, foundation for you to actually have a successful and beautiful life. So in the old days, you actually feel good. Mm. Of course, you do the same with every other uh, modality of life, with money too. You know, I'm earning a lot. Maybe I'm 20. Well, invest part of that money and then eventually you'll be better off.
But if you don't, if you just you know spend everything on cigarettes, alcohol, and and and, and cars, that is not an investment into future. It's investment into now. So that's uh, that's where commitment is, and I believe we need to speak more about commitment when we, if you want to talk about choosing a woman. Yeah, and I think just to, to highlight a few of the things that you just shared, um, because I think what would have helped me back then, and would have what would definitely be valuable for everyone listening, which is struggling with this, I would have, for sure would have liked to know because when I uh, went to tantra trainings and retreats and these wisdoms were shared I was like okay that makes at least a lot of sense I have a basic understanding of the mechanism at play so that gives me more um, wiggle room and then I can approach maybe the subject with a little bit more intelligence because I heard you share about this opportunistic sex this drive in men mm-hmm. from a purely biological standpoint to spread their seed and and to create as much variety in the offspring that's like from a yeah from an evolutionary instinctual nature base uh, what is what is driving men mm-hmm. and specifically i like this description of you can see men's brain have like two boxes and women's brain one box so sex and love are in one box in the female brain where in the male brain of opportunistic sex box and you have a box where love and sex come together basically mm-hmm. and so in order for a woman to be chosen by a man in the sense of it sounds like only men can do that, but I believe also deep down something internally needs to shift for women in order to feel fully met, seen and chosen. Because for example, this woman I was talking with here at the retreat, in a way she is fully chosen because she's married, she has a husband, has mm-hmm. a husband. They talked about open relating. Uh, he doesn't actually want to do that at all because he wants to just be with her. So like, but she doesn't feel that. So that mm-hmm. I find that fascinating. So definitely something internal in women needs to shift to. But what is good to understand is that the mechanism works a little bit differently for men versus women, I believe. And also specifically for women, understanding that sex and love go together because mm-hmm. for a long time, I denied this part of myself. I think deep down, I felt it in a way, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't give space to it. I would feel ashamed of it. I would feel like something was wrong with me because why couldn't I just have casual sex and just not be bothered with anything else? Like, why would I always still have this feeling of unfulfilledness or feeling of sadness or feeling of something that wasn't fully right if I had sex and even if there was super clear it was just going to be a casual experience, even if we did a whole conscious communication framework around it. Um but something in the body that wasn't wasn't happy. And so when I... Don't you think that um, I was contemplating yeah. today, we are actually in bed, and I was contemplating how we have, lo- in my opinion, we have lost the meaning or the value of sex. Um, and I've, I've, I've thought about that many times, and, and I've thought about it since I was young, that we actually... It's almost like we're so sexually liberated in our minds that we physically forget how sex is valuable. Meaning, this is the reason and the one and only reason why our species still is on this earth. (laughs) And this is the one, of course, there are many reasons in the sense of we also survived, not just procreated, we also survived. There's two sides of the coin. But at the same time, like if we would not... Uh, procreate, then we, the species is dead. That's it. That's yeah. end of the end of this question. So it is so valuable just out of purely purely biological sense. Then second thing is, 
how we I don't understand how we don't see a, you know in our day-to-day life and I believe it is because of our education yeah. uh, because of our especially sexual education which is non-existent and and um, <clears throat> the how to say the education system typically teaches us sexuality through fear than through actual teaching of what it is all about so we, yeah. we learn the physical you know body expression that is like where is clitoris this is this is the labia minora majora you know like how does it look tip approximately you don't really have an ex- experiential value for that whatsoever but yeah. it's like you know in your mind it's concept it exists <laughs> it's a picture and then you may even experience uh you know a condom being put on 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 a banana that's like whoa that's already very graphic so <laughs> so that's all but that's that's really that's that's really it and we miss the whole point of what is loving yeah. uh what is to love each other what is relating what is eros what happens when two people meet why there's so many triggers and and people start being not the best selves with each other mm-hmm. why you know a man um, is going to treat his wife similarly as he's treating his mother and the, these things which which is uh, happening every single time then a man and a woman meets you know yeah. uh, you know it would be the same the other way around why a woman would be searching for a man who's representing, representing her, her father, father. Typically, again, not to say that this is every every case, but but these things would be much more valuable for us to understand. And then coming to sex, I am entering another human being as a man yeah. when I'm uh, when I'm making love. Another sovereign human being. That means that that human being has its own choices, you know, wishes and and desires and 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 boundaries and you know, soul calling. And here I am basically fully immersing myself and putting my ideas in a sense because it's my body, yeah. my boundaries, my, you know, soul calling inside of that human being. Just out of this, it's so profound. Just not even thinking about spiritual aspects of, of this. Just I am merging between another, like me and another human being that is so beautiful and so profound. Like two human beings are meeting. And uh, and I, I also super, you know, confused. I'm super confused when I hear people talk about their genitals being just kind of like a physical, yeah. I don't know, something. And, and then, you know, you just described and said, you know, why can't I just have casual sex? Yeah. But what is casual sex? <laughs> like wh- why sex is it's not it's not casual yeah. in my opinion sex is not casual Never at casual. all yeah. because you could have a baby with this human being meaning like unless you are making love with the same sex uh, human which then it's of course probably not going to happen but but in other moments in other situations you are actually having quite a great consequence both of you mm-hmm. you know one is going to be the mother and one is going to be the father. Well, that is beautiful and is amazing. And we should value much more how sex is. Yeah. So I love the, the depictions of of uh, uh, Shiva Linga or Lingam and, and Yoni. And what does it mean when we talk about it in tantric, uh, uh, you know, work in tantric groups? 
because you would be talking about yoni as a temple space. That means that yoni would be representing female genitalia. And the temple space, it, you know, how do you enter a temple? Well, you typically, you know, do whatever they want to do. So maybe you need to wear special clothes. Maybe you need to remove your shoes. Maybe you need to put on a hat, remove a hat. But you just, maybe you need to bow before. But if you don't do what needs to be done, you don't enter the temple. That's just what it is. Like, that's how temples work. So that's just a temple. And so so this is how tantrics before were, uh, were referring to our genitals. And this in this kind of reverence to, to, to yoni, to female genitalia, a temple space, meaning that you are, if you are entering the temple space, obviously feel like you are entering a temple space because you are, you're entering someone else's body and that someone else has different, you know, wishes and, and whatnot. And if you merge as you are, you know, because you are already making love at that point, then you are possibly making a baby, which is being born out of the temple which is so beautiful and so profound like the the analogy of that it's it's amazing yeah and then and then coming to the lingam would be a representation would be wand of light and wand of light is like or wand of consciousness would be someone or something that enters the temple to meditate to be present to be there so if you just look at the genitals from these two perspectives, I believe the whole casual sex start starts <laughs> dropping away. That's one. Yeah. Second, you can't just love make without commitment because if you have already committed to enter the temple in such a way, you are committed. That's it. You are committed. I've never seen, you know, tourists enter the temple with all of the you know garderobes and all the prayers and fully committed and in, into what what it is representing and then you know you know lift off all the clothes afterwards and run away and be like haha this was stupid i don't think that's a great idea but that's what's happening though. but that's what's happening because basically i love your description basically the the concept of casual sex doesn't exist but here we've made it up and yeah. we've started to see the temple not as a temple but just as a whatever it is you know just like a vagina <laughs> i mean i mean let's yeah, say yeah. because that's what we think we think yeah. about it as a as a physical object and that yeah, the yeah. funny thing is and i well, just I as like the next corner house you know it's exactly like, and yeah. if anything is corner house it's a kind of a <laughs> pun <laughs> uh, but the funny thing is is because women refer to their own bodies the same way as men so it, we could be saying oh it's just men, you know, being objectified. No, that's the thing, because, yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking when you were just mentioning. It's like, um, like as women, we're also not taught to treat or see our genitals as a temple. And so that's where uh, one aspect of our half of the problem lies, you know? It's like half-half. So this is never an issue of like, oh, well, it's all about the men. They're just like, they're not doing their work. They're not committing. They're yeah. like not showing up anymore they're not emotionally available they're not doing self-development so i don't know where do i find a good man it's like well it, it's never 
just the men. Like if there's a problem with the men, that means there's a problem with the women too. Like we always, we walk hand in hand on this earth. Um, well, if, if, uh, if there's a man, that means that there's a mother who, who gave birth to that man, yeah. or maybe there's even a yeah. sister who was there, or maybe there's a wife yeah. who was, who married him, you know, yeah. so girlfriend and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I think it's really interesting. Um, and I think that's, at the very core of this question of how to be fully met, seen and chosen starts with fully meeting, seeing and choosing yourself. Um, and specifically when it comes to the topic of sex and love and how to weave these two together, um, a big aspect of it is not just to understand what love is about, because sometimes we think we understand Can what love is about, to... but we're really... I, I want to hear your voice much <laughs> nicer. But we really truly don't know what love is about. I believe we've also been taught not just a wrong concept about sex, but also about love at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we're here, we're just basically blind in a world trying to figure these issues out and bumping into walls because we can't see them and we don't know where they're at. And then we're confused why we run into a wall and now we don't know what to do. So we just point to the opposite, opposite sex and seeing the problem must be there. Um, and so I find that very, very fascinating. So, um, so to rehab, what I hear yeah. is that you, uh, you see that from a woman's perspective, women could love themselves more and not yeah. choose a man if that man does not choose yeah. them. And I was sharing from man's perspective that men are running away typically from, uh, responsibility and they could learn to to take the responsibility as a responsibility would give them meaning of life, what they're actually yeah. searching for. So yeah, because I think sometimes it looks that only women are looking for a relationship or only women are looking for love. But I believe men are looking for love just as much in the sense of they also want to find their partner. They also want to be chosen or they want to choose someone. I believe truly that men are... Uh, just as much longing for connection. The only thing it's important to understand is that we're build opposite. So we approach the same issue, the same problem or the same topic from different directions, different entry points. Mm -hmm. So that's why it sometimes seems like women are the ones searching, but we are built around connection and love. Our whole system is built around the other. So we value relationships. We value connection. Love is our main principle that we're living for. So we're always looking for more, more love, more connection, more intimacy. And so our whole system is built around, yeah, like adapting to, to the other, to, to find that connection, to be protected and provided for. Mm -hmm. And at the same time to inspire and to, to be that beauty and that radiance at the same time, men are built around, you already mentioned it is a bit about freedom, about commitment, about purpose, about showing up of meaning of, of life, meaning of life. And um, that doesn't mean that women don't value freedom or they don't need their own space um, and that men don't need love and connection. We both need um, both love and freedom. We just entered a, the topic from a different entry point, a different subject. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's important to understand because otherwise it can sometimes be really confusing. Um, and just to see okay, how can we then both step into, into this commitment? How can we both choose each other? What do we need for that? And I would love to like take our relationship as a little bit of an example and ask you a few questions if that's okay. Yeah. Um, because I remember when we were starting to date, 
um, and we got introduced by a, a good friend of ours. Like initially, there wasn't there wasn't really anything there or anything clear. Like you were having two other girlfriends at some point. We got to see each other around a little bit more. I wasn't expecting anything from that. I think you were also not looking for anything until there was one day where um, somehow the spark met. We were on this ecstatic dance floor at the end. I remember I was just feeling a little bit more vulnerable and inwards. And I mm -hmm. believe you were in a similar space. And somehow we rolled over mm -hmm. and we, we felt each other. We ended up in a hug. And I, I felt in that moment something shifted and there was suddenly a really big attraction. And we played with that attraction the entire day mm. and we we fueled it we flirted it was so playful so fun so alive so true so loving so innocent so all of the different flavors it had mm -hmm. and eventually um i decided to come home with you you invited me to come to come home with you mm. and we ended up having a beautiful night exploring um I knew, by the way, that you had two partners. I believe you told me at some point during that day yeah. also. So again, I was in this like, okay, I am looking for someone to commit more to. You're not that person, but I'm loving what we're having here. So let's just explore. And I know what I'm up for. And so we ended up in this beautiful, magical bubble, um, unplanned, but also ended up making love and having sex. And I remember both of us were quite blown away. And it was about 24 hours later and, and I was about to leave and head out. And we had this little moment where I don't know how it was brought up, but you said something along the lines of, um, yes, this was amazing. It's all beautiful things, but I cannot be in a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. um, I would say in my mind, it was like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. But I think we talked about this and you were like, I'm pretty sure I said I cannot be in a relationship with you. But yeah, I took I it as I this. Cannot. Yeah. As like. Dude, I cannot like, offer a relationship. That yeah, person. yeah. It's beautiful, refined words. But for me, it was like, he doesn't want to be in a relationship with me. <sighs> Knife stab to the heart. And um, I felt, again, hit in that same wound of like, what is wrong with me? Like, why, why can I have such beautiful, deep, like, love making, like, literally love making, and still he doesn't want to choose or commit to me you know or what at least explore like i didn't know you either so i wasn't like i need to be in a relationship with this partner but my system was definitely like oh okay um and so i remember it's actually because you noticed me getting triggered in that moment mm -hmm. and we believe we actually ended up um still taking a bath together and talking about this which yeah. was very very beautiful and, and nurturing mm -hmm. um but still i left quite confused within my being like from a mind-based perspective i understand it makes sense body-based my body was like not happy yeah. and so um i'm curious because in those weeks and days that followed stiff stuff really started shifting and so i would love to hear a little bit from your perspective what was happening in that moment also when you said those words uh well first the the wording because i said I cannot offer a relationship with you. Yeah. That that means, at least for me, uh, is that even though I would like to, there's a reason why I cannot offer that relationship for you. Um, of course, it could be meaning any other things, many other things, if, if you would want to interpret that way. Yeah. But that's what it meant for me. And so when I was saying those things, what I was intending to say is, hey, I have two other girlfriends right now that I am sexually engaging with also 
I have my work and I have other things <laughs> to do. And I really would love to offer you more, but I physically have no you know, availability that I know of that I could offer you what you know a woman deserves, which is attention and love and care. And so knowing that, knowing that I cannot be in multiple places at once and having, you know, living with multiple partners in the same uh, house maybe would be a solution. I was not in the space where I would want to explore that. Mm. You know, I know people who have and and that maybe is great for them. But I, I do think that it brings its own, you know, different sets of challenges. And I did not want to pursue something like that like okay we let's all hang out together so we we can uh you know how to say manage my time best you know because here i am one man what a what a you know what a difficulty for me but uh but i uh but i have multiple girlfriends so maybe all just let's meet all together so i don't think that would be a great idea i think it's it's actually uh it could be more distracting and more um feeling as if the man does not choose you. Mm. So at least the man chooses you when he's with you. So when I was with multiple partners, you know, I'm fully with her when I'm with her. And I'm fully with someone else when I'm with someone else. So, and then it's clear and defined. Is it, you know, the best way po to do relationship? I don't know. It, it really depends. If it works for people, it works. But, but um, you know, it does not necessarily work all the time. Mm. So when I was saying those words, I was saying that, just because I physically had no spaciousness to, you know, like, time-wise, um, I couldn't find more time in the day to have more relationships plus my work. Um, so that was that, was that you know. That I was love it. From a very effic efficient and uh, um, just, like, <laughs> logical standpoint, this is what's happening. Like, I have 24 hours in a day. I'll calculate it. I spend one hour with this person, one hour with that person, two hours on, on this, a few hours of sleep messages. and eat, and I do not <laughs> physically cannot. It's impossible. Um, and we tried. I mean, eventually we tried, but it didn't work. It just, it was too much. I mean, I could feel that it was, it would be too much. And why? I mean, I, I personally had multiple relationships before and I had five different relationships before. <laughs> Uh, but those relationships were long distance relationships were basically all kind of like the care that you would need is just to be available online or, you know, maybe on WhatsApp messages or somewhere where where you could chat, you could have a call and, and you know, different time zones because everyone was in different pretty much place or continent. So then it made sense because you have 20 hours in a day, you know, you can do that. And I was traveling all over the world. So it made sense. At that time, it could make sense. But if it's not long distance, if it's really right there and then, and if you really want to give the attention that a human being deserves, because sometimes, and that's that's the biggest concern that I have, sometimes if I have a partner and that partner has a tough day, you know, maybe something happened, maybe, I don't know, somebody harassed them or something happened, maybe a person died from their family, and I would like to be there, Um that would be super beautiful. Of course, I would like to be there because I, I would like to support the partner, the, the person that I love. But what if another partner also has an issue? Let's say he had a scooter accident or something like that. And then also needs, you know, me to take them to a hospital or something like that. So this is, of course, hypothetical. It's never happened to me yet. 
and I and I I don't think that I would like to get myself into the space like that. And so that's why I was avoiding to to be, you know, in multiple relationships, and then be confronted maybe with the situation where I I just can't be in two places because I can't both you know be at the scooter accident and be okay, with a okay. person who's I I, I get very, the logic. I get the logic, but. Okay, but, <laughs> but let's dive a little bit deeper into this now, a layer deeper, because I, yeah. um, over those weeks, something definitely shifted and in a sense of priorities shifted where you ended up creating space for me in your very busy schedule <laughs> and choosing <laughs> to, to open up a little bit there and to, um, one, I remember one girlfriend quite quickly that connection kind of just naturally dropped away um, well she was triggered by you that was kind of the story she was triggered she already felt that well the thing is with polyamory another thing is is that not everyone's energy goes well together with everyone you know just some people just don't go well to no yeah. don't boat together to put them in the same boat and they don't boat um so yeah and and it, he, she was feeling that I mean, she was having another part, other partners, both of them had. So it's not like I'm the only one for them yeah. anyway. But then she was feeling like, well, he, if you are really into her, then I'm not sure. Um, meaning like how, how, how much I want to be invested. Yeah. And the love was still there. Love for me, love from her. Everything is still there. We still meet and hug and it's beautiful, but, but not, um, not in a romantic way or whatnot. So. Yeah, so that was that was the feeling for her. She was like kind of feeling that she would like to make some space for me to explore this, mm. um, and then then just naturally f fell into place that I, because I also did wanted to explore yeah. this, meaning like you and me, and then and then that's how I chose to propose to meet again, and then. Uh, First of all, I actually didn't know what's going to happen out of this one. I still was working under the rule that I am not going to create another relationship <laughs> because it's already too many of them, even if it's one, you know, it's <laughs> one too many. <laughs> um, so I am not really, personally, I'm not really the person who, who is very interested in multiple sexual relationships. Yeah. Uh, so so that's that's where I should preface this. And then I found... I found space within myself because I wanted to commit. And I was seeing you, well, I should say this. At first, I didn't think about commitment as a commitment, like, oh, I'm committing now, I'm going to have babies with this woman. No, it was more like I'm opening myself towards you because you are opening myself towards me. This simple trust kind of exercise, you know, if you if you opening your, um, you know, house doors, then maybe it's time for me to also open my house doors. Mm -hmm. And we did have beautiful intimate moments, you know, both sexually and, and, and also talking about our lives and getting deeper into the weeds of how we are here, you know, on this earth and what brought us to, to be like we are. That brings a lot of intimacy in life. And I, I started seeing that I get to know you more and more and, and how much you open up and how much that is not just beautiful but also very welcome because if i want to create a relationship which i did for many years before the only reason i was in you know multiple relationships at that time was because creating a one relationship 
story committed relationship wasn't working for me till then mm. so then i just dropped that idea of being monogamous and i was like okay fine so then i'll create multiple relationships maybe that's gonna work <laughs> <laughs> anyway so here you come in and then and then i felt like if i am um seeing you open up i would like to also open up and see what happens and maybe maybe just today there's just a little bit in one step in a tiny step it's not a big step but just like open up maybe create a new date and maybe we we go and do something together and then we see what comes up and it's almost like um it's interesting because we we met we didn't we didn't we were not attracted to each other eventually we were um then we did make love and then it's almost like we started dating right after making love and we we're like you know what let's date <laughs> and then we started actually dating and then it took time it took time and why in my opinion why i opened up and why i committed is because i felt respected in my sex mm. uh, because as a man i need to be feeling that i can be a man means that i can be uh, who a man is which is uh, someone who has the power of penetration someone who has the power of consciousness also we talked about lingam uh, the power of awareness consciousness penetration penetration not just penetration you know meaning like just banging penetration or like un unconscious kind of a, a drill but it's more of a really being there while you are also within another human being it might not be in the sexual act even it might be just penetration with your presence or just being there being present mm. so i felt respected in my sex i felt that with you i could be a man i could just fully be respected in my sex and you were not wavering you were also leaning towards me and feeling unsure as much as i was feeling towards you and feeling unsure so every single step we were both leaning towards each other looking at each other's eyes and being like are we really getting there <laughs> because this is going to a certain place and and we're both afraid of that place you know me because i i had relationships in the past and it just didn't work and you know that's why i was polyamorous and then here you are from your perspective you're now having your story so you leaning towards me le me leaning towards you was what made us in my opinion eventually fully commit but what's the most amazing thing even though we did make love and then eventually we dated i think it was the dating part mm. um because it was so beautiful to get to know each other from these little you know maybe sending little videos for each other or just saying hello inviting for a date having ice cream together walking around and and just getting to know each other from various angles and then Obviously, I knew that a human being, or at least as a man, I would love to um, to commit to something, to someone, if possible, um, that I could feel the meaning of life. And specifically, I wanted to do the soulmate training with someone with whom I could also feel that there's a meaning of life and, and continue that. So seeing, because I offered this soulmate training to you also in a very random way let's say like this which is like okay so here you are then i have a, another girlfriend and here is the soulmate training this is for couples <laughs> you know obviously i cannot attend it with two girlfriends so i need to attend it with one 
So you are my primary choice. <laughs> and uh, such and a Mr. Charming offer, exactly. You know? But the thing Grand is, proposal. You're worked. the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what what I mean Not. by that is is I have full respect in you because you I knew that you're not really I could feel because energetically I can feel that you're not really into being more other partners or multiple women around me and you and you know you you wanted to be seen and chosen I could feel that I feel that myself and then uh, myself meaning like in my body I can see that and then seeing that you still lean in, even though this is against you, against what you would want to do. This is so beautiful. Like it, it basically shows that you have the forgiveness and the, the depth of looking into life that is beyond people the way they look into life. I, we, we talked about the commitment at the very beginning. Yeah. Commitment is acceptance also. Commitment is love. Commitment is something that you are really like, you know what, I'm with you and I accept you and I love you and let's go together. And I could feel that you are loving and accepting wherever I am, even though I'm making an offer you couldn't refuse. Meaning like an offer that is somewhat tough, tough to receive because also, okay, if you choose me, then the other girl doesn't get me. You know, it's like, it's, it's tough. Uh, and then... And it's not easy. I'm not saying that I was an easy man. I'm just saying that I saw such an amazing qualities of wishing to be chosen and loving yourself mm. and, and still leaning towards the you know tender edge, as they say, where you you sense that, okay, maybe maybe it's tough, but I'll be I'll be leaning towards. And that is such an opening. It's almost more than opening you know um the legs <laughs> because it, it's 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 so deep it's so like profound you are you are choosing someone and leaning towards someone not hurting yourself but leaning towards someone with with openness and 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 love so i believe what happened between us is the reciprocity we knew that we're choosing each other it wasn't just me choosing you you chose me too so when we talk about why is he not choosing me, why are you not choosing him? Yeah. So the problem is not just one direction. It's the problem is about that the not choosing is happening. Yeah. But not choosing is two people's action. Like it's we saw each other. Yeah, it's and basically chose each other. two people standing on opposite sides and just screaming like, just you take a step first. I'll just stay here. I'll take a step when you take a step. Yeah, prove me that you're choosing me and then maybe I'll choose take you later. A step. Yeah, and I think that's what was happening in our relationship and our connection back then. It was, yeah, constantly searching that tender edge and that vulnerable step of like, okay, I'm scared too, but I'll just, I'll just open up a little bit more um, mm -hmm. and not doing that for the other but just doing that purely for yourself just because when you open up you open up to love you open up to just um like first and foremost you do that for yourself it has nothing yeah. to do with the other person and then slowly slowly you might be able to meet so in order to be fully met seen and chosen i think there's a a few different kind of like factors at play but at the very core of it is daring to just open up and be vulnerable and to to come from a space of love for yourself 
And yeah. I feel like it always will be a nuanced situation because we could now say, okay, maybe you should have sex with a person as a woman because then you don't end up in the opportunistic sex box and you have a bigger chance of being in a love and connection box for a man. So like keep your legs closed, but that didn't happen in our situation. So it, it will always be personal. It will always be nuanced, yeah. but it, it is helpful to understand the dynamics at play. And from there, I think it really comes down to surrender. It comes down to trusting yourself, trusting your body, loving yourself also, and knowing that there's all kinds of love experiments we can step into. And this journey will be different for every single person. Um, but that it's, also for women, I think understanding that there will always be a part of you that's, that has that longing, that longing actually never goes away. Like even being together, sometimes you can be right there and I can still long. We've spent a whole day together and I can mm -hmm. still long for more, but not seeing it as a bad thing, but just mm -hmm. seeing it as a beautiful openness, a beautiful part of being a woman that can always open up to more love. Like how freaking epic is that? But to be able to feel that and to be in that vulnerable open space and to hold that, that requires a certain kind of um, confidence and comfortableness within your own being, with it, be, with it being a woman, with being in your own, yeah, in your own bubble and loving yourself. So that would be something that really comes to me now, which is super important. Because also if I look back at all the men that I, I was kind of like secretly a little bit wish, wishing, like a part of me knew they weren't my white person they like you, mm -hmm. you can kind of you can sense it but that didn't mean I should have never interacted with them like if I look back at it should I have had penetrative sex with them probably not like I could have been more refined and I think it's an art to learn that but the connection well, that's what we teach yeah but the connection was necessary like the connection mm -hmm. I was actually yesterday reading through my old journals and seeing some of these connections I was writing about and these struggles of like being chosen not chosen like mm -hmm but that I was proud of myself for opening up, that I was like longing for a partner. Like I, I really uh, remember that being such a win for me where I was owning this longing, this coming a step closer to myself. And I really like can see so clearly that I needed to take that step back then to be ready to attract you in my life. Mm -hmm. And so there was another moment where I really dove into opening my heart and, and I needed that to meet you so knowing that it's not just waiting for the one waiting to be chosen and you just not moving along the way not doing anything you're just sitting there and just being like well i'd hope it happens one day you know mm -hmm. but coming from a space of no you can move you can play in this life you can love no matter what mm -hmm. and choose yourself first and foremost and that will be reflected on the outside at some point for sure um so that's something that you inspired me i with. like it yeah